Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. This is the In This League Fantasy Podcast Network. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Your home for fantasy college football. Online at inthisleague.com. Find the podcast on iTunes. Tune in, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Get in this podcast now with your hosts, Bogman and CFF expert, Blaze. Hello and welcome to episode 96 of the In This League College Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Scott Bogman. I am joined by Blake and Blaze. How are you guys enjoying kind of the end of this bowl season? I mean, obviously, we have the big one to go that Blake was correct about, which I'm sure is going to get annoying in a second here. But mm-hmm. uh, how did you guys like these bowls? I definitely like the Bulls. I definitely don't like all these players declaring because it, it looks a little barren for next year. It's going to be <laughs> some, some hard research ahead of us, but the Bulls have been very exciting. Yeah, I mean, Penn State had a big win against Washington. They almost pulled in Ohio State again where they jumped out to a quick lead and choked, but they were able to hold on. There were some, uh, some big upsets. The UCF game, Auburn, was was a lot of fun to watch. Michigan ruined it for the Big Ten. Almost had a perfect sweep in in the balls, but Michigan had to lose it in the final ball game, Outback Bowl. And what it was it free blooming onions or whatever at Outback because <laughs> they won because South Carolina won. Someone was saying, uh, I think it might have been shrimp. Uh, because- oh, then definitely. I'm ha- I screwed up. When was that? <laughs> I don't know when it was, but I think the favorite gets the blooming onion because I mean, if I'm doing my math right, onions cheaper than shrimp, right? So, yeah, <laughs> so I think the favorite usually gets a blooming onion, but I'm not 100 percent sure. So, uh, and I don't know when if that's for a month or if it's for a week or when it is. But uh, I don't think I'm going to make it to an outback uh, by then, unfortunately. Yeah, man, I would hammer a blooming onion. Although uh, Michigan was coconut shrimp, they kind of choked. I okay. So, why are they adding all this stuff on top of the blooming onion? That's what I want to know. So. I see the commercial and there, you know, this has always been uh, a long-standing joke forever about how, you know, the stakes are way too big at Outback and they overfeed everyone and all that stuff. But they're putting like cheese and bacon on top of that blooming onion now. Like how much more? Do, it's already a deep fried and battered in butter onion with horseradish sauce. Like does it really need cheese and bacon on top too? And this is coming from a fat guy. Listen, this is from, America. From the guy, this is yeah, America. From the, all right. From the guy who said he doesn't have a scale because he doesn't want to know how much he weighs. <laughs> I mean, if you're eating a blooming onion, you, you're going for it. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody listening knows that now. Thanks a lot, Blaze. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk about anything else. How about our Twitters? Uh, at Bogman Sports for me, at Lord underscore Blazer for Blaze, and at Mr. CFF for Blake. If you want to hit us up on the Twitter machine, if you have any suggestions for off-season shows, 
all about it. ScottBogman at gmail.com. We have ballbaggingintheseleague.com. All I ask if you are going to write in a question to the ball bag, put CFF in the subject. So I not, know not to click on it when I'm going through looking for other shows uh, stuff. So um, any questions you have, you can send to there. You can send to me, and uh, we will go over them because we are going to have more off-season shows. Uh, we probably won't have one for about three weeks after the national title game, uh, but we will pick back up in February and have more shows than we've had in previous off-seasons, just so everyone knows. But uh, how about uh, Wake Forest versus A&M? That was a great game, wasn't it? We all, the Belk Bowl, we all were excited about this one. <laughs> Did not expect that much offense. I definitely expected some points to be scored by God, over 100. I mean, that's crazy. 404 touchdowns for Wolford. Really good. Good old-fashioned shootout in the Belk Bowl. Yeah, that's what they wanted. They'll Damn. be they'll be added again next Wake year. Had to win. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. It's Christian Kirk three attempts for Starkle. <laughs> Christian he Kirk might make my top ten. Thirteen catches for 189 yards and three touchdowns. So only waited until the games that don't matter for him to put that up. <laughs> that treat, <laughs> you know, that's nice. Uh, did you guys catch Never any again. Of, of NC State and Arizona State? I didn't get to see too much of that one. That was no. a beat down. Yeah, I mean, that would ha- happen exactly as I said it was going to happen. NC State beat the crap out of Arizona State. Uh, Northwestern versus Kentucky. I think the big thing that we got out of this game was, of course, um, Benny Snell getting ejected for not letting the referee help him up or something. Did you guys see all that nonsense? I yeah. was I was listening to it. I just thought I thought he put his hands on the ref or something. That's, that's what I thought the commentators had said, but I didn't see it. Well, no, the ref just stuck his hand out to help him up, and he said no, and then the ref threw a flag, and he got ejected. So it was – I saw, you know, Dr. Saturday or whatever, the Yahoo college football guy was tweeting out, like, this is the ump show over here. It was – there were a lot of flags in that game, and it was messy. It was raining, so – it was definitely a lot of flags, but I mean that was that was pretty much it. Uh, if they had, if Kentucky would have had Benny Snell for the whole game, Kentucky would have won that game. They just didn't have enough offense without Benny Snell. Yeah, that was well, the big takeaway, obviously, on the Northwestern side is Jeremy Larkin for next year. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to see too much of that. How, what did, uh, what did Larkin do in that game? I know he big. took one for like 40, 50 yards, didn't he? Yeah, 64, 64 yeah. yarder. Took one to the house. Um, you know, I, Northwestern, man. Justin Jackson, he served his time very, very 32 well. 32 carries, 157 yards, and two touchdowns. Gotta send him off with a bang. <laughs> I want to see his career. I'd, I'd like to see his career carries. It's, oh, well, it's did, gotta be didn't crazy. Didn't he go up to like, uh, he passed some huge names in the uh, all time Big Ten uh, rushing yards list. I know. I, I'm not I don't. Surprised. I don't know if he's number one now, but I know he's like top three. I think he passed Eddie George in his last game. Not so. surprising. Thousand yards every year. I mean, eleven hundred forty-two carries, Blake. Eleven oh. <laughs> <laughs> serious carries. Oh my god. Yeah, and 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 one hundred and twenty-two receptions. Yeah, and uh, and they're talking about how he's not going to be that good in the NFL. I don't, you know, to me, he's kind of like uh, Jamal Williams is, right? He, maybe he's not as fast as Jamal Williams. 
It probably can't. Yeah, hot, man. Justin Jackson has been all Northwestern's had for for a couple of these seasons, especially his sophomore or what was that junior year last year? No, this is sophomore year was the year that they had like nothing else. He can so, at least carve a niche out as a as a short short yardage back, at least so, I think in the NFL. Justin Jackson finished third in rushing attempts in the Big Ten. Uh, Anthony Thompson and Ron Dane were the only ones. Ron Dane. What about yards? Can you look up yards? Yeah, one sec. Uh, New Mexico State versus Utah State in the Arizona Bowl. I believe I called this the Boring Bowl. And, of course, it was a 26-20 New Mexico State win in overtime. So it was much more exciting than the Cotton Bowl, that's for sure. Uh, Yeah. Justin Jackson, third in yards behind Ron Dane and then Archie Griffin. Behind <laughs> Ron Dane, okay, two Heisman winners. So Right, and then Justin Jackson and then Anthony Thompson again. So Jeez. that's pretty incredible. Great career. Ron Dane did win the Heisman, right? I'm not making that up, right? I do not know. That was before my time. Uh, all right, young uh, buck. How about you? Hey, man, I'm just saying. Well, just use the Google machine for me, yeah, please. Yeah, pretty Time sure Ron Dane won the Heisman. Yeah, yeah, he won the Heisman, didn't he? Look it up, Blake, please. 96%. Uh, yeah, he won the Heisman. Okay. Yeah, just making sure I'm not making stuff up. Don't want to no, sound okay. like a silly goose here. Maybe check my old brain, too. Right. <laughs> yeah, and then, yep. uh, you know, Bla- Blake was in first grade when that happened. Uh, <laughs> no, I was like two, I think. Okay. Uh, you know what? I was you, playing with Ron. Dude, I'm back. just saying, all right? It's not my fault that I'm young, okay? It was 99. USC versus Ohio Yeah, we discriminate yeah. here. Yeah. USC versus Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl could not have been more boring. Sam Darnold, uh, I mean, he had a bad game in this game. Do you guys think that this is going to affect his draft stock? It's a good. Defense. I think it will, but I think it's it still helps him to declare now than if he stayed another year. I mean, this is still it's the best outcome that could for him for going to the pros. I think he's still going to be mean, a top five guy, close. right? I think he's top think five so. quarterback. Yeah. I mean, top five pick in the draft, right? Oh, I don't know about that. I think so. I think someone will trade up, even if the teams in the top five don't want him. I think someone will trade up. But uh, as far as demeanor and like uh, leadership skill stuff goes, like everything you've seen from him in in public, like he he does he does speak well in interviews and um, like shows that like Carson Wentz kind of side that. A team is willing to take a gamble on him just because of his personality. So if he's a fit from that perspective, I think he's still a lock for top five. Maybe you know he's what? not as talented physically as, as we thought coming out last year, though. It's funny that I didn't even think about Carson Palmer, who just retired, by the way. But I didn't even think about Car- Carson Palmer, and that's kind of uh, that's kind of the easy comp, I think. Because no they both, way. They, they, they both played at USC. And I mean, obviously, Bella doesn't like that comp that I just had. But uh, they they <laughs> both played at USC, and they both kind of seem boring. Like I, I, I think the only time I've ever seen Sam Darnold smile is during uh, the interview after the Texas game, and that's because everyone said how he wasn't smiling. So then he that's like, funny. oh, is that a human emotion I'm supposed to have? And then he smiles. <laughs> I don't know. Seems uh, like a weird kid. I I don't think Sam Darnold even is close to the athleticism that Carson Palmer had. Dude, Carson Palmer was crazy athletic in college and early in the pros. He just he got injured so much. Yeah, and he won a Heisman. And I mean, I don't I don't think he's anywhere close as good as um, 
Sam Darnold's not as close as good as Carson Palmer. No, way. Kind of if we want to talk That's about why you're making that comparison. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> if we sure. want to talk about how mediocre Carson Palmer was. I could do two hours on that, <laughs> but uh, you, you know, I mean, he's better than Andy Dalton, but not that much better. Uh, how about the the Tax Slayer Bowl? This one surprised me. I can't believe Mississippi State without Nick Fitzgerald came in and won. I mean, this is kind of a bad game for Lamar Jackson. He hasn't officially declared yet, but he threw four picks in this game. I think this is going to affect him, too. Yeah, definitely. You see any of this. I don't know. Did you, Blake? Actually, no, I didn't get to catch it. But, um, I, I mean, I looked at the stats and I was staying updated on Twitter. Definitely heard his draft stock, but I still think he's better than Sam Darnold, honestly. You think Lamar Jackson's better than Sam Darnold? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can see they both. Uh, so this was my comparison to, to Darnold. And you guys can tell me if I'm just way off. Uh, Jameis Winston. I think they're both kind of guys that can make plays with their feet. They're not as athletic as they're given credit for. Because Jameis mm-hmm. definitely is not. And yeah. they turn the ball over a lot. That's better than Carson Palmer comp. Definitely. I, I like that comp. That's good. Uh, I think ment- mentally they're different, but. Physically on the field, yeah. yeah I, I think James is fiery. I put Lamar Jackson more in like a Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I think it's tough to it's tough to put Sam. Uh, it's tough to put Lamar Jackson uh, into a comparison because I think he can do more with his legs than anyone that we've seen outside of Michael Vick, and he's not Michael Vick. You know, Michael Vick had a much bigger arm. Yes, yeah. I mean, yeah, Michael Vick had like number three arm effort coming out it's like john elway stafford and vic so um it, vic's arm was enormous lamar lamar is not not like that but he can make all the throws like the people that are sitting here saying that he needs to be a running back or a wide receiver i mean i haven't no, I seen anyone so. specifically well, say that but i know it's going to happen before the time the draft comes but that's just not the case with him you know he, uh, he's a quarterback 100 percent and another thing that made Vic just so special was he was left-handed and he was still right. throwing the ball that far. You know, that, that that is just a little different. But I don't think Lamar is as good as Vic. No way. No, I no don't way. either. I, I wish. I wish he was because I really like Lamar. I think he can nah. be. I think yeah. if he goes somewhere and gets to sit for a year or two at least, I think, uh, you know, like if, if he got drafted by like what Brett Hundley did. Like, Brett Hundley is bad. Like, he's not a good quarterback, right? Yeah. But if Lamar, no. Jackson, Lamar, if Lamar Jackson got to sit behind someone like Aaron Rodgers or, you know, whoever it may be, if he got to sit for three years, I think that fourth year when he got his, his final, you know, his chance to start, I think he'd be really good. So, Here, but, so Aaron Rodgers syndrome. This is my <laughs> – this is what I think. And if, if they keep everyone – if they keep all the receivers and everyone on defense, I think Lamar would be a great fit in Jacksonville with those receivers and that good defense. That's just me. I, I'm just saying I, I think he'd be a good fit there. Yeah, I think that the – But sitting like, behind Blake Bortles would be bad. I get that. So, <laughs> well, yeah, you know. that, that's a problem because anytime it's, Blake Bortles does anything wrong, it's going to be where's Lamar, where's Lamar. You know yeah, what I mean? It's true. So he needs conference to, sit, to play in though. He needs to sit behind someone established. So, um, right. All right, so we had this one as uh, 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 easy over, 21-20. I, uh, we thought Memphis was going to come in and put up a bunch of points. I don't know. Blake, tell me what happened in this game. I thought, looking at this, David Montgomery did well. No, he was bad. 
Memphis didn't have much. Ferguson at 286 yards. Miller had – like Miller caught a touchdown in the first minute of this game. And I was like, oh, it's going to be the Anthony Miller show. And then he had three catches for 45 yards for the rest of the game. I mean, uh, Memphis just keyed in on um, on David Montgomery. I mean, Kyle Kemp still did good. I'm definitely looking – that offense is going to be good next year. But either way, uh, they keyed in on David Montgomery. And Memphis – the real question was, I don't know why Memphis really couldn't get anything going. I mean, Ferguson didn't play that well. They did not run the ball well, which they usually do. That's kind of where they get their success. They run the ball, and then they throw it to Anthony Miller. But it just wasn't working. And, I mean, it's weird because neither team has a good defense whatsoever. And Alan Lazard, senior, stepping up towards the end of that game to seal it up. Man, there's going to be a lot of wide receivers in this draft coming up. Yep. Guys, uh, let me ask you a question. Where do you guys think that Tim Tebow is right now this second? Because I know the answer. Somewhere sunny. Not Pennsylvania because it's like negative three degrees here right oh now, man. Oh, my God. It's miserable. <laughs> is he in Arizona? No, he's not. He oh, is okay. on he's in Atlanta because he is at the TNT halftime report crew uh, for the the Warriors and Rockets game. He oh he God. just he just bowled over Shaq during some demonstration. I have it on mute obviously because we're recording this. But that is where speaking of college football, that is where legendary Heisman winner Tim Tebow is. He's doing the halftime basketball rec- report on Anything. TNT. Right. Anything to stay relevant. He's That'd not be fun having, to watch. Tim Tebow versus sex with a woman. That's what's happening. <laughs> Tim Tebow versus Shaq. That would be awesome fight. Great fight. That would be a good fight, but I think Shaq like. Well, I'm saying old Shaq's Shaq. Young old. Shaq would just rip his head off and right, eat his right. brains. But yeah, oh my yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> eat his brains. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <Without> a doubt. <laughs> gladiator style, dude. Like just demolish Tim Tebow. But now it'd be a much better fight. Crack his head open like a coconut. Exactly uh, with his how- knee. <laughs> <laughs> How about the Fiesta Bowl, Blaze? Washington versus Penn State. The Penn State obviously won, but I heard a funny line from the NDT uh, scouting guys. I think it was Kyle Krabs on the Draft Dudes podcast said that uh, if Penn State's offensive linemen turned on, uh, if they turned on Moana, that they would get flashbacks of Vita Vea because well, he just ate them up. Pretty much, man. I, I mean, but that's been the story the whole season. This offensive line has just been shredded. I mean, it it's what absolutely crumbled in the Ohio State game. I mean, Saquon had the ninety again, ninety two yard run, big touchdown, one hundred and thirty seven yards total. Take that ninety two yarder away. It's seventeen carries for forty five yards. Same same story as the whole season. Are you uh, Saquon is going out with with a bang? He had a huge game in this one. Uh, obviously, you're sad to watch him go, but uh, Miles Sanders, where are we going to be on him going into the season next year? Do you think? Actually, pretty high. Um, and I think the bigger bigger reason is the the offensive lineman that should be coming in this next season. Like C.J. Thorpe was. Um, number four or what was he number seven overall offensive uh, guard in in the 2017 class he'll be coming in next year there's um, a couple other young players that should help step up um, on the offensive line miles sanders yes will be valuable next year but we also have to think about um ricky slade as well coming in and i think uh, slade may get some time 
as a freshman. And it's not as much where Barkley was already established when Miles Sanders came in as a freshman. Right. Sanders is kind of starting from scratch himself. Yeah, he has the the hype and he's there two years, but I think Slade will get a little more work than Miles Sanders did as a freshman. Are they going to eat into each other? Are you uh, like, is, is Miles Sanders going to be a risk pick because of that? No, I still think Miles Sanders will be good enough. Penn State's offense will still be good enough. I think he'll be a solid pick early, early in drafts. I think Sanders is going to have like 40, 50 catches uh, next year. Honestly, I think that's where his value is going to be at, too. Well, the question is, how's the offense going to change right. <clears throat> with uh, Moorhead leaving? How, how much variation occurs? And uh, is Tommy Stevens still there next year? And how do they use him? I tell you what, the Orange Bowl was one of my favorite bowl games to watch because it was it was in Miami, and I, I guess for whatever reason, when we were going over this game, I didn't take into account because I said Wisconsin is just going to roll over Miami, and I didn't take into account that this game was in Miami. I don't know why it didn't click to me or whatever reason it was, but it just I didn't have it in my brain that this game is in Miami. And when I I turned it on, I was like. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. They're going to have a giant home field advantage in this game. And Miami got out to the, you know, they got the turnover in the first, you know, 30 seconds. And here comes the turnover chain. And the crowd is going crazy. And they, you know, they, they scored uh, the, the touchdown after the Wisconsin field goal. And you can kind of feel all the momentum coming uh, for them in the first quarter. Then the second quarter came. And it was just a nonstop Wisconsin pounding. After that, I and mean, what did you guys think about this game? I definitely didn't see the first quarter, so I saw. Uh, <laughs> All you saw uh, was the Wisconsin run over. <laughs> yeah, I definitely enjoyed Mike Rick just just going bananas on that ref. That was that was awesome. How did he but, not get ejected? Oh my god! because ah, he's Mark Rick. I mean, come on. I thought it was just a bowl <laughs> game, but yeah. He's probably just—it's been a frustrating season at the end for him because they didn't get in and all that stuff. But um, I mean, it, it was a great game. It was definitely better than I thought it would be. Miami still had a pretty young offense and they performed well considering Wisconsin's defense. But they just got Wisconsin, really. Yeah, yeah it's, that was a tough fall for them, man. Three and three, three losses in a row to finish off the season at yeah. Pitt, and then stomped absolutely stomped by Clemson, and then. Um, you know, the second half of this Wisconsin game where you kind of got embarrassed. I tell you what, I think that we saw a lot for next year out of this game. Um, Taylor obviously had the huge game, and then we saw the wide receivers, Taylor and Davis, uh, working pretty well for Wisconsin, and Lawrence Cager for the U. Well, that dude. Baller. That dude is gigantic. He's a already. baller, yeah. He looks like Calvin Johnson already. He's ridiculous. <laughs> He's so big, and he was making uh, he was making some amazing plays in this game. So I, you know, uh, he's six five. Lawrence Gatra is, by the way, um, Towson, Maryland, of all places. Towson. Not even, yeah. I mean, no wonder he wanted to go to Miami, right? <laughs> if well, you're he's from not Towson. freezing his ass off right now, like I That's am. That's true. I, I I swear to God, Blaze, and I'm not saying this to upset you. Uh, my air conditioning is. Uh, I mean, it's not running Rip right it. now. But I haven't. Oh my god! On. I'm with you, Blaze. It's like 20 degrees here. I'm with you, man. It's not that cold, but 14 it's cold. degrees with a negative three wind chill. Yeah. What was the high though? The high oh, today was like 20. Oh, mine was 77. 
<laughs> so if I close my windows, it actually gets hotter in my apartment. So it get up to like 82, 83 degrees. So I have to turn the AC on. That's so, okay. I like it cold. Yeah. Sure. yeah okay. You enjoy it. I don't have to. How, how does your back feel after you have to shovel all that snow? <laughs> I don't have to shovel anything. Beat it. <laughs> uh, the Outback Bowl. Um, the Big Ten was undefeated. And here comes Michigan to F all of it up. Uh, South Carolina over Michigan. I mean, just how did Michigan lose this game? I didn't see any of it. I really didn't. They just, they just looked underprepared. Like they, like it was an easy game and South Carolina is pretty good. I mean, Jake Bentley balled out. I was completely wrong about this game. Uh, we all were. Yeah. Um, so, but Michigan just looked underprepared. Honestly, they that didn't dude look had like eighteen grand. Right, he had some big parlay. He had eighteen grand. All he had to do was have Michigan win in this game. Wow, God. lost it. Lost well, Brandon it. Peters, not a great audition. No, <laughs> to hold down the fort. I'd yeah. say Shea Patterson. I was going to say it doesn't matter. <laughs> big time next year. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's not like South Carolina did anything uh, spectacular. How about the Peach Bowl? UFC over Auburn, thirty-four to twenty-seven. Uh, I know that uh, Blake and I, Blaze and I, were very, very surprised by this game. I just couldn't believe UCF kept kept it on him. Did you hear? Okay, so before, well, let's get in the game first, and I'll bring that up afterward. What do you guys think of this game? I think the biggest factor was the fact that Scott Frost stayed to coach the team to finish the season. I mean, that that's why they won. Well, that helped them win. But, I mean, it's just a really good team. I mean, UCF is a great team. And, I mean, there's a lot of arguments about whether they should be in the playoffs or not. It didn't happen, so I'm, I don't really want to talk about that. I just want to say <laughs> UCF, UCF finished a perfect season, um, and Scott Frost is going to do some great things in Nebraska. Yeah, I unfortunately did not see the game. I was uh, crushing some some brunch, some blowing off a nasty hangover. <laughs> <laughs> Killing some of the. You went immediately to Outback to get that free uh, <laughs> onion. Oh, the Outback God. <laughs> um, I would ruin my week if I ate that for breakfast. Holy brunch shit! Brunch at the Outback? What are you crazy? <laughs> the. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't surprised that they kept pouring it on Auburn because, you know, you know the yeah. offense is for real. But the defense is really impressive. And I know that Auburn, uh, you know, they don't have the best offense in the world, but on Johnson had a good year, and he can only average 3.2 per carry in this game. So it's not like, uh, you know, he wasn't very good. Uh, and Stidham threw for 331 yards, but they just couldn't put it together. That was, And most of that was in comebacks. So comeback throws, garbage, garbage time. time. So, um, okay, so I know you don't want to talk about it, Blake. But. UCF, though, but they, they do have some uh, some senior leadership that they're going to be losing, so this defense won't be quite as fierce going into next season. Right, and the seven, coaching really staff. Take a hit. Right, the coaching staff is leaving, so it's you know, UCF is going to have some downtime after this. That one-hit wonder. <laughs> I, I mean, Milton, Milton Adrian Killens, Traquan Smith, those three guys could be valuable next year though, if the defense takes a step back. I didn't get to watch any of the Citrus Bowl at all. Notre Dame over LSU. I think I'm glad I didn't because it looked like a rainy, nasty game. I know that Boykin had the 55-yard catch at the end of the game 
and it was a sick catch and all that stuff. I know Quentin Nelson teabagged the uh, LSU offensive lineman, but did you guys watch any of this? I did not catch this game. I, as but I previously it, stated, brunch. <laughs> <laughs> that, that blooming onion. Uh, I guess Ian Book is a big story from uh, Notre Dame. He had he was 14 for 19, 164 yards and two scores. So not bad for uh, moving in the future. And Boykin had three catches for 102 yards. But uh, that was kind of, you know, nasty on their side. Darius Geis ran for 98 yards. Um, it looks just kind of like a boring game. I didn't get to see looks much. It's like of an LSU game. Yeah, yeah I, I only had two screens, and they were on the Michigan-South Carolina game because I couldn't believe what was happening, and the UCF-Auburn game. Um, I, yeah, I mean, this I know, is what LSU was all year, though. Darius Geis needs to declare, like yesterday, if he hasn't already. I don't, I don't know, he has, man. So uh, I, was, I think I was, he should. I was watching his, his film a little bit earlier, and I just was not that – Super impressed. I mean, I probably. I don't think it's going to get much better, though. That's the thing. Yeah, probably not. And running backs get hurt, so why not, right? Mm-hmm. I, exactly. I didn't look at his tape from last year. Like, I still need to go back and look at that. But I watched like four of the draft breakdown cutups, and I just looked okay. He didn't look great. I mean, there's like there's these giant explosive plays that all the other running backs have, like especially Barkley, but and he just didn't have those. Like, he was a grinder. And that's good, but it did like he looked closer to Justin Jackson to me than he did to Leonard Fournette. Um, how about the Rose Bowl, guys? I mean, this is just an instant classic, one of the best games I've ever seen in my entire life. It was pretty unbelievable. Um, yeah, I, I skipped in and out actually uh, towards like the third, fourth quarter. I guess it was. No, no, no. Actually, it was the second quarter because um, I was like, oh my god, Oklahoma's beating the piss out of them, and I forgot. I forget what I went to do and came back and was like, oh, my God, what happened? I know what you went. I know what you went to do. You went across town to the other outback to get another free Bloomin' Onion. <laughs> how, how are you going to reveal to everyone how much I love Bloomin' Onions? Like, leave it alone. <laughs> oh, man, this, this game was back and forth. Um, Baker Mayfield was super impressive in this game. I have to give that up. He was, he came prepared, determined, and that first half was incredible. And I don't like people like aha Baker Mayfield lost. Like I know the guy's a douche and everything, but I mean he laid it all out on the line. It it is absolutely not his fault that they lost this game, even a little bit. So it's yeah. all on the Oklahoma defense. I definitely the whole game. I mean, uh, Oklahoma got up to a tough start, but I knew that Georgia would come back, and so I just, I really, I just didn't know who would win the game, and so that's what made it so good. But Georgia was just too much for him, just too much. It's so stop the run at all. Well, yeah. <clears throat> so how about Sonny Michelle, Blake? Do you want to make any retractions or changes to our thoughts on Sonny Michelle? I he's more than just fast. All right, I'll give him that. He's good. He's not as good as Nick Chubb. I don't think he's as good as Nick Chubb, but he is good. I think he will have a long, healthy NFL career. I can say that confidently. I was wrong. I was wrong. Now, Rodney Anderson was super impressive. Let's let's say yeah. that Rodney Anderson comes back. I mean, how high is he going? I think he's gotta fringe be group, top man. ten. Running backs, that is, not overall. Fringe top 10 running backs, for real? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like he's he's around top five for me. Dude, he he looked he looked faster than anybody on the field, and they were playing an SEC defense. 
So he was, especially in the first half. I mean, second half, he made yeah, some big he runs really too. jumps for me. I, I feel like I have him. You know, I have like I had like Bryce Love ish in the five six range. I feel like Rodney Anderson's right up there with him because they're going to have a new quarterback. I mean, I know it's Kyler Murray and he has some experience and everything, but they're going to have to lean on that running game. And Sermon's really good too. I understand that, but. Rodney Anderson just for the at least the first half of that game looked like the best player on the field and it wasn't close. I think in the second half, Roquan Smith looked like the best player on the field. Jesus Christ, that kid was everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. And then uh, as exciting as the Rose Bowl was, just the Sugar Bowl could not have been Dud. any more boring. Like this. Called it. <laughs> I would rather watch the Arizona Bowl. All right. Okay. Get it out. Blake, go ahead. I mean, all I said was, first of all, um, Kelly Bryant, Brian Kelly, whatever his name is. Kelly was we not, just, uh, let's just call him Kelly Bryant, Brian Kelly from now on. Like, exactly. And there's no, right, you done. can't be wrong. Kelly that Brian, guy Brian that's Kelly. not as good as Jalen Hurts. It was pretty obvious. And, and I mean, the big thing was Alabama had a healthy defense. And that's, that's really what it came down You're to. You're right. We did know that coming in. I still thought Kelly Bryant was talented enough that, that he would be okay, and I could not have been more wrong because that that Bama defense just, just ate them for lunch. I, I also I've, underestimated the Bama defense, and I don't think I'll do it again. So I um, feel like uh, Bryant Kelly, Kelly Bryant's success really just stemmed from Clemson having probably, I mean, one of the best receiving corps in college football, and I think that's where – that's what it made him look better than what he really was. But Hunter Johnson will be there next year. Completely different scenario for Clemson, anyways. So, I mean, they had no, um, they had no run game. They could not run the ball. Uh, Etienne or however you say his name, uh, four rushes for nineteen for twenty-two yards. Kelly Bryant, Brian Kelly had nineteen rushes for nineteen yards. <laughs> I mean, that's they were awful. in. They were in it's the back. Bama defense, play. man. Anytime he dropped back, they were in there quick. I tell you what, you know who I think I'm going to like better than guys going into the draft, even though I'm not done with my research? I think I'm going to like Damien Harris more. Yeah, you should. Honestly. He he hasn't declared yet, but, dude, he's going to be phenomenal. Honestly. I mean. uh, Definitely the better back between him and Bo Scarborough. It's not even close. Oh, yeah. But Najee Harris, I mean, he's going to have to declare because Najee Harris is going to eat away. So. Yeah, I think Bo Scarborough is just going to, you know. I don't know. Maybe he'll have a better NFL career. You know, we've seen plenty of guys that were backups and come in the NFL, and they they get a shot because of injuries, especially at the he, running back position. They play better than uh, we expected them to. He could definitely be one of those guys. He honestly reminds me of what was his name, Michael Bush, the guy that played for the Bears for a while. It was just <laughs> humongous, just so big, but oh, he wouldn't yeah, get more that? than three yards because he was so slow. Yeah, was, yes, yeah, I was gonna say. You guys remember where he went? Yeah, it was Louisville. That's correct. Uh, So, all right. National title game coming up. We're kind of doing this show backwards. We're going over the balls, and then we're (laughs) going to do the news afterwards. We were just so excited to talk about these balls. We had to get it out. Uh, Championship game opened up. Georgia has home field advantage. It's in Atlanta. But Alabama is favored by three and a half points. The over is 45 and a half. So, this is uh, calling it here. What do you guys think? Give me Georgia... Give me the over, not by much, but I think it will go over. And well, you said Bama by three and a half, so it doesn't matter. Georgia, just I think Georgia's going to win this Georgia game. Georgia straight up. Okay. Yep. Yep. Blaze? I cannot bet it against this Bama defense. Oh. I just I can't do it, man. It's that good. 
I'm also going Bama. Alabama. Uh, I'm going. I'm going Bama. I'm going. Um, man, over under is tough. I'm going to say under also. Um, I, I just I look and I see the you know Clemson didn't have the epic running game that Georgia has, but right. you know Georgia kind of got pushed around in that first half, and I think that's going to be the whole game. For uh, I mean, I know they have a lineman missing. Anthony Jennings is uh, he had surgery after the game uh, for his um, uh, what was it? His knee? Yeah, he had knee surgery, so he's going to miss this game. But uh, Deron Payne is a man. <laughs> that dude. Did you guys see his touchdown catch too? Jesus. Yeah, that was yeah, awesome. That was great. That was awesome. Oh, I man. just uh, so Deshaun Hand's no joke either. Yeah, that defense is incredible. I I just I feel like um, I don't feel like Georgia was really uh, prepared for Oklahoma's defense to play the way it did in the first part, but I I just feel like the running game, complemented with a good passing game, the passing game is better than Georgia or than Alabama's. Jake Fromm is a great quarterback, and they have good receivers, so I think the play action pass is really where they're going to find success. I mean, Alabama's secondary is bar none best in college football. But I still think they're going to find success because I, I don't think the run game is going to be that bad. I really don't. Yeah, well, I, don't, I don't think there's any. I don't, I don't think I don't see from having anywhere near a good game. They will have to run the ball if they're going to beat Bama. That's tough. For he's the X factor, though. Right. He is. Uh, but he's so young, man. And I know he, he's, he's like he got his chops in right uh, in, in the Rose yeah. Bowl. So and he was part of the big comeback and all that stuff. I just yeah, I just is, don't know if I can buy it. This is a veteran secondary, you know, veteran defensive line. From from would have his hands full if Blaze if they're you, able to shut it down. Do you think there's uh any chance that we're overestimating Alabama's defense because we underestimated them from the last oh. game? Well, yeah, I would say we definitely are. So so it's somewhere in the middle. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I think I mean, that could definitely come into play too because I just did not expect Bama's defense to be so that was dominant. was a big story though. I mean, was that well, they weren't healthy, they weren't healthy, they got some time, they're healthy, they're back to the team they were in the first like two, three weeks. Here's the thing. First of all, this is what, the third time that Clemson and Alabama have played each other. I mean, Clemson got kind of predictable and they don't have Deshaun Watson. Uh, But let's go back to what the storyline was for most of the year, that Alabama's linebackers have been incredibly inexperienced, not just injured, but inexperienced. They got a lot of young guys, so they're healthy now, but they're still inexperienced. They're still young, whereas Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb should eat. They should eat. That's just that's what I think. I like it. Uh, I hope it's still going Bama, but I I like the (laughs) argument, Blake. Yeah, I'm I'm also still going to take Bama, but uh, I mean – there's no way it could be better than last year's national championship game. That game was incredible. That's true. Or the so, one before that, honestly. I mean, they were both great. Yeah, they were both really, really good. So, But I just hope that it's closer than what I think it's going to be because I, I feel like it's going to be a Bama rollover at this point. I don't I don't know, man. I think I'm underestimating Georgia. Blaze, do you think it's close and you're taking Bama, or do you think this is a, just a Bama domination? No, I think this is going to be a slugfest. So if I'm, if I'm going points, if that's if that's near like five points, I would probably take Georgia. So do y'all, y'all think Alabama can really get the ball rolling on offense? Because I think Georgia's defense is better than Alabama's, honestly. Well, look, I don't think that Alabama's offense is as good as Oklahoma's, but 
I think Oklahoma exposed a lot of Georgia in in the last game. So and Saban is Saban's not a dummy. He's going to take advantage of the same stuff that Georgia did. So uh, while they may not be able to execute and put as many points, that's why I'm kind of wavering on the over under. They may not be able to put up as many points as Oklahoma did, but I think they can still get a decent amount of points. Like if this game was 28 to 14, I would not be shocked at all. So I'm going to, I think they're going to pressure from into some mistakes. And if the, they, whether it's close or not depends on when he makes those mistakes. If he makes those mistakes early and gets rattled and Bama gets a lot of the momentum and takes the crowd out of it, because this crowd is going to be a lot like that orange bowl, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be a mainly Georgia crowd. I know Alabama travels everywhere and there's all kinds of front runners everywhere and all that stuff. But, uh, this is going to be a very big Georgia crowd. Our guy Cornell was looking at tickets, and I think he couldn't find one for less than twenty five hundred bucks. So, oh. Yeah, oh. I don't think Alabama fans can afford that ticket. <laughs> I mean, who can? Oh, I think Harvard fans can afford that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but I got Georgia. I, I think they're just too balanced for for Alabama, who is just not a complete Bama team to me. So, all right, well, let's talk about some news. All right, so we got a ton of guys declaring here, but first we got to talk about Rich Rodriguez. Uh, Rich (laughs) Rich Rod was fired from U of A. I know uh, Michigan fans are probably laughing at this and everything, (laughs) but from what I was told and read and all that stuff was there. So there was a sexual harassment complaint against Rich Rod. Uh, they, they investigated, found that he did not have this, or there was nothing substantiating these accusations uh, that he was sexually harassing this person. But they found out that he was having an extramarital affair. And I don't know if that's the reason that they physically gave for letting him go. But they did decide to move on from him. Like his wife already knew. So like, you know, the in-family stuff, like she didn't find out by this dumb report. She already knew what was going on. But um, he got canned. And it's um, it's interesting because we saw who we think, or at least Blaze thought, was going to be the number one overall player in Khalil Tate. Blake. And Blake. Blake? Okay. Who, Blaze, who did you have? Yeah, I, I already forgot. Sorry. You Ken definitely Singleton. did not have That's right. Khalil Tate. All right, I, my apologies for mixing you guys up. Because <laughs> it was blasphemy. <laughs> Blasphemous. Yes, yeah, that's right. It was blasphemy. <laughs> that's right, that's right, which I kind of agreed with. But now that Rich Rod's gone, I don't know what kind of system they're going to have at Arizona. Like, how much does this worry you guys about Khalil Tate's value? It definitely worries me because Would Rich Rod's – you take Devin Singletary over him now, Blake? <laughs> I mean, as of right now, the, with no head coach, yeah, but but we'll wait and see because I mean, with Rich Rod's offense, he's that's that's what makes him number one. But here's a pipe dream: maybe Arizona hires Les Miles and gets Hugh Freeze as the O coordinator because uh, I know uh, Les Miles would hire Freeze. Hugh Freeze, oh, I'm transferring to U of A. <laughs> Get my I mean, freak on. I, yeah. Uh, I, I think I mean that's something Arizona could do though, which would really save face, and I think that would that would save Khalil Tate's value. Les in my Miles opinion. would coach in Tucson. Ah, uh, 
I mean, he's not going to get hired anywhere else, probably. So, I mean, why not? Yeah, I mean, it would definitely be a stepping stone for him, 100%. Yeah, and it's a good conference to start out in, Pac-12. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I just just, thought. That's a a tough town. I mean, you know, I know there's not a lot going on in Louisiana, but. I was going to, you think Baton Rouge is an easy town to coach in? Dude. Honestly? I'm to. Juarez thinks that Tucson is trashy. So uh, I, I oh, just. Okay. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I get not, what you're saying. I mean, it's there. not that bad. It's not as bad as I give it. I haven't been there in a while. I, I was think. I was thinking you meant like hostile environment. I, no, I get what you're saying, though. No, no. It's just. Like it's, opposite. It, yeah, it's boring. <laughs> like, there's yeah. nothing to do in Tucson. So um, I would just be surprised if he, you know, moved there. I would rather have a cushy, you know, CBS job or something. You know, I'd rather work for the SEC network, to be honest Which with you. That's what he's doing right now. Yeah, so. than live in Tucson. I would rather do that. But uh, I don't know. It's not a bad hire. I think a hilarious hire would be if they hired Todd Graham. That'd be great. <laughs> that, that would. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, uh, Khalil Tate, does that move him off? You had him as two, Blaze. Yeah. Yeah, he was at two for me. Um, Does he move off of that, or he no? still has a lot of value? Uh, we, we that's a wait and see. Like I, we couldn't yeah. really speculate, but you know, if if it is somebody who changes the offense whatsoever, I don't know. He falls out of the top ten for me. There's no way I would take yeah. him with the top ten pick if I don't if I have uncertainty around what kind of offensive system he's playing in. Hey, it's got to stay as it is now. It definitely is up for grabs if if they go for someone that doesn't have a healthy offensive system. Uh, so it's tough to say, though. You know, what I mean, it's impossible to tell right now. All right, uh, we don't have much else. You, uh, you know, UCF is going to have a national championship parade. I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I, oh, I never understood God. that crap. Like, yeah, you went undefeated, but you know. Played Auburn, you know what I mean. Uh, Auburn's very good, but they're not. You didn't beat Bama, so give me a break. Um, a lot of players. Well, Auburn players, beat Bama, so I mean, oh, Lane Kiffin. By God, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just go ahead, mm. go ahead. Nah. <laughs> a lot of players declared. <laughs> Let's not get down that rabbit hole, please. Yeah, uh, no, I, I, that's what I'm saying. A <laughs> lot, lot of players declared. Uh, we already talked about uh, Saquon Barkley and uh, him leaving. We got Darnold, Rosen, Mark Andrews, Josh Allen, uh, EQ Brown from uh, Notre Dame, uh, Blaze, your boy Jordan Lashley. He, yeah. he declared. Um, not surprised. He knew there's uh, there's not yeah. much hope. Right. It's- yeah. I, I don't know though. Uh, Chip Kelly runs. He runs a, a decent offensive system. But he runs I mean, a running offense though. That's true. He, he, no receivers are going to be worth value at UCLA. Right. I you that. Cameron Petway is gone. Carryon Johnson <laughs> is gone. Uh, Christian Kirk is gone. Pringle, Trey Quinn, and Cortland Sutton both declared. John Kelly is gone. For, John Kelly has gone for Tennessee. Kiki Cootie left for Texas Tech. Why? Simi Cobbs is gone. DJ Moore is gone. Richie James, Royce Freeman, Antonio Callaway, Mark Walton, LJ Scott, Hayden Hurst, Quadri Henderson, Ryan Nall. So uh, I just listed all the guys that have declared as of this time for offense um, that aren't offensive linemen, obviously. Who is the most surprising to you? I, 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 let's take Quadri Henderson out of it. I don't. Who cares? 
Like he's yeah. not that good. So and he we, he doesn't have a giant replacement anyway. So who is the most surprising guy that declared, and who's going to be who's a guy that you're like, uh, th- this is not a problem. We got their immediate replacement here, and who's the other one where you're like, man, this sucks because I was really looking forward to having him next year. I would say Richie James is the biggest surprise, and I think he's the one that sucks the worst. I mean, he had a terrible season, but he was banged up a lot of the time, and so was Brent Stockstill. So, I mean, both of them coming back healthy, I feel like that would have helped his draft stock. But the one that I don't care about is Callaway because they've got replacements and and everything like that. So I'm not really worried about Callaway. He's a headache anyways. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. he he barely even played. Right. I mean, I'm just shocked both – Quinn and Sutton both mm-hmm. bailed. That, that was a that was a bit of a shocker for me. They look in um, Hicks out to dry, be, man. It's got to yeah. Well, it's got to be the the coaching change, right? They must yeah, not yeah, like definitely whatever they you know saw. So I because I think both these guys could find success, but we know that Sutton is really really raw, and I think there's questions about Trey Quinn's athleticism, right? Because he's you know white. So <laughs> it's like they're like the opposite of each other because Trey right, Quinn is right. refined route runner, great hands, but you know he's slow. Whereas Cortland Sutton is the opposite. So, right, right. So, uh, I mean, I think the the combine is going to be huge for both these dudes. Um, I I think I was surprised that both Petway and Carryon Johnson left. I I'm not really surprised at Carryon Johnson because he had the 1300 yards and all the touchdowns and all that stuff. Cameron Petway, after a banged-up year, I mean, you can showcase yourself a little bit at Auburn. I'm kind of surprised he didn't stick. You think he's upset well, about how it went down or what? Hey, he got kicked off the team. So That's he had right. No, he wasn't invited. He, he had no future stuff, at Auburn. Right? Okay. He had no future at Auburn. But he still – he could have been a grad transfer, immediately played for a team that needed – I mean, he's not a world beater, but he's a talented guy. He's 240, uh, like six foot, and I mean – you know, he could work in a system, but, yeah, he wanted to go and, I guess, make one paycheck, maybe. So, you know, I guess it's a bad decision, I think. Who's your favorite running – who's your favorite quarterback out of this group? You clearly hate Sam Darnold, so. And Lamar Jackson yeah. qualified. He yeah, has, I was going to say. Yeah, if, once Lamar declares, he'll be it. But uh, just from this list, I mean, Josh Rosen. I, I think Josh Rosen is the if if we're going by ranking, he's the number one quarterback in my opinion, over way over Sam Darnold. Me too. I don't I don't have him way over Darnold, but I definitely have him over Don, Darnold. Uh, Josh Allen, I like more than the the critics do, but I like he's not a top five pick. I think I think he's someone that could sit for he, he could be uh, the Aaron Rodgers of this class if he sits. For, for a few years because he's got the athleticism and the talent. He's just – he's a little raw and he's in a terrible offensive system, honestly. You know, I probably now like Rosen the most out of these guys, like, which I can't believe I'm saying. But <laughs> I feel like he's got that like Sam Bradford build where like he uh, – Okay. Just oh. – I don't feel like he's going to be sturdy in the NFL. He was oh. banged up all through college. Yeah, that's true. He had concussion problems. He, he had the, didn't he shoulder, tear his ACL last shoulder. year? His shoulder injury was last year. That's right. So, yeah, that's, that's a good point. I feel like, you know, that might be true, but I also think what could be true is I think Rosen might have babied himself in college be, because of his NFL Waiting career. Waiting for this. Right. So it might not be as bad in the NFL as it was in college. I mean, you know, he they said concussion for the Cactus Bowl, but he didn't want to play. 
You know what yeah. I mean? So they were nice to him and let him use concussion as the excuse or whatever, but he the dude didn't want to play. So I I have him as my number one. I, if you threw Lamar Jackson in here, Blaze, where would he be for you? Would, would you like him? Would you still like Rosen over him? And what about between him and Darnold? Yeah, I still think I like Rosen as an NFL prospect over Lamar. Um, probably would still go with Darnold as well. Lamar Lamar wasn't super accurate. I mean, yeah, he, he had some pretty decent wide receivers at Louisville and and still wasn't all that accurate. A lot of it was broken plays. I, I would still I would still put my faith in uh Darnold DeRozan because you you've gotta be you've gotta accept that your offense is gonna be a little off the rails if you go with like a Lamar Jackson. I don't I don't want to admit that I worry about Lamar Jackson in the NFL, but I mean I do. I kinda worry that he'll skinny hold frame. up. Yeah. Yeah, he's very very skinny, and he's so. not going to make. He can't make those moves on NFL defenders. He, he can't do that stuff. Well, RG three so. pulled it off for one year. Well, for like most <laughs> of one it. year, right. most and of the one knee year. blew, and that was that was the end. The, the ankle blew. I know and, exactly what play that was too, because they were playing the Steelers, and they ran this stupid little reverse with him, and. Uh, where he caught the pass and then Palomalo just blew his ass up. <laughs> and after that, like he went out uh, during that game. And after that, he just, you know, he came back to play later in the season. I don't think that's where he exactly went, but it was like after no. that moment, he wasn't the same. I know it was Terrell Suggs that tore his ACL because he okay. hit him directly in the knee. That's what yeah. it was. I remember that. Cause, oh, yeah, I remember that now. That was because that was his knee, like, Went obtuse the other way. What about uh, Baker? Ba- if Baker declares, yeah. or I guess Baker doesn't have to declare. He's done. Uh, what do you guys think about Baker in this class? I would go number two. Number yeah, two think, over Darnold. Yeah, I I would put I'd go Rosen and then Mayfield and Lamar are they're like neck and neck for uh, for number two, and then I guess I'd put. Uh, I think I'd, I'd like Allen a little bit more than Darnold, honestly. But another guy that no one's going to really talk about is Riley Ferguson from Memphis. I really like him. I think he can do some stuff in the pros. He reminds me of Patty Holmes without the cannon for an arm. What about, uh, you know, I know our guy Anthony Rosa loves uh, Mason Rudolph. You guys like Mason as a pro prospect? I put Mason Rudolph in that Luke Falk tier, which is crappy, and I don't think he's going to do much. Yeah. I like him more than I like Luke Falk, but I don't like him as much as the other guys we mentioned so far. I feel like Mason Rudolph can be, um, you know, linger around and be like a 12-year backup, pick up spot starts here. Like and Matt there. Moore. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that, that's not a bad thing. That, no, no, it's not. No. I mean, so, you're still yeah, one of the top 50 quarterbacks. Quarterback. Yeah, you're still one of the top 50 quarterbacks in the world. You know, mm-hmm. if you're an NFL backup, people forget about that. Like, you, you know, maybe you can't get it done as well as the guys in front of you, but, you know, you're still one of the best you're going to get paid by some world. Right. You're so, going to get on a roster. I think Mason Rudolph is uh, – he's tough because I watched – I haven't watched too much of this year, but when I, I looked at quarterbacks specifically coming into this draft, and last year's tape, it was all Sam Darnold's better than everybody. I know this year's tape is going to be Rosen is better. Um, I know Lamar Jackson is going to be improved throwing the ball when I look at his stuff, but I, you know, I, I have Mason Rudolph could had like barely any touch 
that was really the problem with him in his 2016 tape. So I'll have to take a look from this year, but I, I didn't really look at who he was throwing to. Yeah. Well, I was going to say spread true. system and great receivers. True. But I mean, that doesn't mean that he's and a bad. great run game. No, that doesn't mean that he's bad, but, um, his inconsistency is what makes yeah, him bad. Yeah. Yeah. He's inconsistent. And I just like the, the deep throw that he could make was the deep curl. Like that was the only deep throw that I saw that he had. So any other deep throw that he had was a 50-50 ball, and then the wide receivers making the play. So yeah, James Washington making the play. Right, One of exactly. the best receivers in college. Well, Marcel yeah. Aitman is no right. joke either. So you got a lot of good wide receivers there. So, But that's it. That is the show. Uh, we will be back probably, you know, maybe right after the Super Bowl for our next show. So if you guys have anything you want to hear, um, we'll do – I am going to be extremely busy this month, so I'm going to try to do a top 50 with these guys. But do you guys think we can get a top 50 done uh, for our show right after the Super Bowl? Top 50 oh, yeah. or maybe a top 10 by position. Either one. I'd rather do a top or a top 15 by position. That's a lot easier to do. Okay. Well, let's do a top 15 and see if we can't do a top 50 yeah, uh, for the together, show after that. So, um all right. Well, that is going to be it. Remember, at Bogman Sports, at Mr. CFF, at Lord underscore Blazer. If you want to check us out, uh, it's patreon.com slash ITL Army. Get in there. If you're a lieutenant or higher, you can get in the college football room where we talk college football all year long. And we will see you guys in a little bit. And Alabama's probably going to win. Hook them. Yeah. We are. <laughs> Woo pig. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.